in the world is that guy? Well, let me tell you real quick. My name is Misael Gonzalez, and I'm the pastor here. I just want to say hello to you. Um, and I just, you know, I just have to tell you, I'm so grateful for Jesus. I know he's like walking up to his feet right now, to his seat. Uh, but I'm just so grateful for this guy because our church, I'll be honest, we're unapologetically bilingual, like we're going to do stuff in English and in Spanish. And so to have my guy Jesus come up here and do English and Spanish for me just warms my heart. So I think it's amazing. Um, so here's a question I want to start off with you guys. Have you ever asked the question maybe to yourself, like, why am I even here? Like, why am I even here? What am I doing here? Like, what in the world is going on? So let me tell you a quick story. So I was like 13 or 14 years old. And, uh, you know, my mom was in charge of this baby shower. Now, if you don't know what a baby shower is, because I didn't know at the time, a baby shower is kind of like this party that they have for a mom and a child that's not born yet, and they have this awesome party. And so I didn't know what that was, and so my mom was able to convince me to go help her set up for this baby shower because she was in charge of it. So I'm 13, 14 years old. I'm like, yeah, mom, I'll go help you out with this party thing you're doing. So like I go and, you know, we're helping out in this room and we're setting everything together. I'm like, wow, this looks very babyish. What is going on? It's like, okay. You know, so I'm doing that kind of stuff. And before I know it, these, these other moms start walking in and these other ladies start walking in with presents and stuff. And I was like, hmm, I don't see another dude in here. Okay, so I just, you know, start whatever, doing my thing, and before you know it, the room is filled with ladies, and I'm sitting down in my chair in the corner drinking a Sprite, saying, yeah, I'm the only guy here. This is interesting, and in that moment, I knew I messed up. In that moment, I knew. I was like, why am I here? I said, what am I even doing here? And so my 13, 14-year-old self was like, yeah, I'm going to get out of here, so like I walk out, right? So I walk out, and very soon, and I mean like very soon. After I walked out, my mom, my mom's Hispanic, okay, so she's like, Misael, like, and I was like, whoa, and, uh, and I was like, whoa, like, what's going on? She's like, hey, I want you in the room, and I was like, me? You want me in the room with all, you know, the baby stuff and the ladies? And uh, she's like, yeah, like, I want you in the room, like, I want you to meet my friends, like, I need your help because there's going to be all this trash from all the gifts, and I need you to help me pick it up. So I want you there, and, and I need your help. And, and honestly, it brings me a lot of joy that my son would want to be here and, and, you know, help out. And I was like, okay, all right, cool. So I walk in, and I sit down with my Sprite and met my mom's friends and helped with all the trash and picked it up and all that kind of stuff. And what, just, what was just so fascinating to me is that there's these three reasons why my mom wanted me in the room. And here are the three reasons. The first reason, my mom just wanted me to be there. Like, she just wanted me to be there. The second one is that it brought my mom so much joy that I was there. And so not, not only did she want me there, but it brought her joy that I would be there, that I would be with her friends. And then the third one is really because my mom and I had a really close relationship. She's like, we have this relationship. Like, I just, I want you here and I want you to help out because of the relationship we have. And so with those three kind of answers in mind, I just want you to take that as we go into this passage and as we go into that question of why am I here? What am I even doing here? Because this is, that little example of my mom is just like a, just a little example, I think, for us as we try to answer that question and those questions 
And as we try to just look at scripture and say, God, why am I here? Like not, not here as in in church, not here as in in Tulsa. I'm talking about like here as in on earth. Like God, why was I born? What is the meaning of my life? What is my purpose? And so I think those are questions that we've asked before and questions that we need to answer. And so I want you to go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 and 36. And so it should be on the screen there, uh, Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 and 36. And as you turn there and as you look for it, um, it's okay to use the table of contents if you need to. There's no worries about that. Um, But as you get there, let me just explain a couple things to you. Uh, The first thing is that we are continuing in our series where we're trying to answer some really hard questions about life. Answer some really hard questions that... Maybe you've asked yourself. Maybe you've had someone else ask you. They're kind of the questions that if you were to ask someone about them, you'd go, hey, I'm, I'm asking for a friend. You know how that goes, right? I'm not asking for myself. I'm asking for a friend. Like, why am I here? What's my purpose? What's going on? And so, again, you've probably guessed that the question we're trying to answer is why am I even here? But I don't know about you guys. Like, have you ever, like, just stayed up at night thinking about that question? Like, have you ever just stayed up at night saying, why, why was I born? Like, why am I breathing? Like, why am I in the house or apartment or bed or whatever that I'm in right now? Like, why was I, why was I not born a plant? Why was I born a human? Like, why am I not a tire? I mean, I don't know. Like, why am I not a car? Why am I not, I don't know. Your mind just wonders, right? Your mind just wonders. And you're like, what is going on right now? And so my hope and my goal is to attempt to answer that question today very logically but also very biblically of saying why are we actually here. And so if you're with me there at Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 and 36, uh, I'm going to read it. Starting in verse 35, it says this, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, In healing every disease and sickness, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. When we look at this passage, there's just one point. There's actually three points, but the first point I I want to just kind of give to you of trying to answer the question, why am I even here? Well, the first point we could say, I am here because God wanted me to be. I am here because God wanted me to be. So you might be thinking, Misael, this passage we just read, this just seems like an odd passage to read when we're trying to answer this question. Like this just seems so weird. Like why would we go to this passage to try to answer this question? Well, I just want you to think with me, okay? I want you to think with me the context of this passage of, of Jesus walking through the villages and stuff. Like the mere fact that Jesus, like the Lord Almighty in the flesh himself, was walking through villages and towns filled of people that he created. I mean, that's just amazing. That just, that just... For us, it just says so much about who he is because not only was he just walking around these towns and villages of people that he created, but he was walking around very intentionally teaching and proclaiming and announcing and healing the creation that he created. And he was telling them something that was like the most important thing about life, the most important thing that they could ever hear. And so here you have Jesus, and he's walking around, and he's just announcing to all of them, like, guys, I am the Savior. Like, guys, I'm here for you. Like, I created you, and I love you, and you need me. 
And so he's walking around and he's saying all these things. And these people in these villages are these people that are just full of sin, full of wrong. People who just like lust after evil and they run after evil. They're these people who, who want to be their own kings and queens and gods. And Jesus is saying, look at me. I'm the only one who can transform you. And so it's just huge to think about this, this amazing almighty Lord in the flesh walking around being willing to love humanity, even though humanity just didn't want to love him. He was willing to look at them and say, just, guys, the kingdom of God is here. And he was willing to do that because he knew that if humanity doesn't put, if they don't put their trust and faith in him, man, that, that is just a tragedy. Because not only does it make the separation between them and God, but they will forever spend an eternity just feeling the wrath of God, feeling the judgment of God. And so you see Jesus walking around, and, and the mere fact of Jesus walking around should show us a couple things. It should remind us of Genesis, of, of how when God created, you know that God created because he wanted to? Like when God created the heavens and the earth, he did it because he wanted to. When God created the universe, he did it because he wanted to. When, when God created humanity... He did it because he wanted to. When God created you, he did it because he wanted to. So when we look at this, we just have to remember, I, I'm here because God wanted me to be. And then we look at Genesis chapter 1 again of when God created everything. And Genesis chapter 1 is just this cool summary of the days that God took to create all of these things. And, and you see, God didn't create things on accident. Like, he was very intentional. Like, God has never and will never do anything on accident. Like, he's a very intentional God. And so I want you to think about the human beings that he created, okay? So there's this little list that we see from Genesis 1, 2, and 3 that before man fell into sin, before they were just, like, cursed with sin and cursed the earth with sin, well, humanity was created for four different reasons you can see here. So God made humans to be social creatures, so we see that in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16. God gave humans easy work. We see that again in Genesis chapter 2. God had an unbroken relationship with humans. You see that in Genesis chapter 3. And then God had given humans authority or dominion over earth. And again, you see that in Genesis chapter 1. And so before sin came into the world, before humanity wanted to disobey God and say, you know, I'm being my own king and queen, like God, you don't tell me what to do. Before that, this is what we see in such a good and glorious way that humanity was supposed to live on earth. And why God created humanity, and God created humanity because he wanted them to be present. He wanted them to be there. And remember how I said about my mom, how my mom was like, hey, like, I just want you to be here. Well, that's what we see God doing very intentionally, saying, I just, I just want you to be here. And, and not just that, but God created humans in such a special way. Like, I, I, if you've gone to church any period of time, you've heard this whole, like, you know, humanity is created in the image of God. That humanity is meant to reflect the attributes of God, reflect the likeness of God. Guys, God didn't give that to the rocks. God didn't give that to the plants. Like, he gave that to humanity. Of saying, you are made in my image. You are meant to reflect my likeness. You are meant to reflect my attributes. And the, there are these humans that, that were like made out of dirt and dust that God breathed in. And he said, I'm going to give you a soul. I'm going to give you a choice. I'm going to give you my love. I'm going to give you my grace. Like, that was given to us. 
I can't tell you why. It's just because God wanted to. Again, he didn't give it to the rocks. He didn't give it to the plants. And I want you to think about this. Before humans were created, again, if we look at that Genesis account, God first created the heavens and the earth and so many other things in the universe. And I think all of us could agree that the world is pretty beautiful, right? That the universe and the stars and the plants and the rocks, all that, it's just so beautiful. But even after creating all of that beauty, God was like, you know what? I'm still going to create you. I'm still going to create you. And I'm going to create you, and you're going to be my prized possession. And I also want you to know me. I want to create you in such a way that you would know me and that you would be able to enjoy me. And whenever we talk about, you know, how God created us, most of the time people go to Psalms 139. And they go to verses 13 and 14 where it talks about like we were knit in our mother's womb. I don't know if you remember that verse or not. But I think we kind of skip over the first couple verses because the first couple verses show us how God wants us to know him and how he knows us. So I want you to write down Psalms 139 verses 1 to 4. I want you to write that down because here's what it says. Psalms 139 verses 1 to 4 says this. You searched me, Lord. And you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going, my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. And so we see that there is this God who knows us and, and he wants us to know him. And you know what's so beautiful about uh, creation is that in Psalms 8, it talks about creation, but also talks about humanity. So in Psalms 8, it says that the heavens, man, he says that um, in Psalms 8, 1 through 9, it says, you have set your glory in the heavens. Okay, you have set your glory in the heavens. But then you keep reading and it says that humanity is crowned with glory. That humanity is crowned with glory. And so I just want to remind you today that as created beings, as humans, that we are crowned with glory. And then it also says, and with honor. And it keeps on going. And it says, you have made them rulers over the works of your hand. You put everything under their feet. All flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds of the sky and the fish and the sea. All that swim the paths of the sea. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And so as you think about humans being crowned with glory, I just need you to know, like, if you've been questioning why you're even here on earth, can I just tell you that this is what God says about you? And also, if you just think about humans, there's just some really cool facts about human beings. And I was like, you know what, I think it'd be fun to share some fun facts with you about human beings that I didn't know. And so some of these are going to be funny, some of them not so funny. So just prepare yourselves. So here's the first fun fact that I just looked at human beings. I just thought about this. So your eyes, okay, your eyes blink around 20 times a minute. And uh, girls actually blink more than guys. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, that's over 10 million times a year. So you blink over 10 million times a year. I don't know. That's just kind of a fun fact. Here's another fun fact. Did you know that ears never stop growing? Like your ears never stop growing. I don't know. That's just kind of crazy. Here's another one. Did you know that earwax is actually a type of sweat? Think about that one, right? That's kind of weird, right? But it is. It's a type of sweat. Here's another one. <clears throat> the tongue is covered with like 8,000 taste buds, each containing up to 100 cells that help us taste food. 
That's kind of crazy. 8,000 taste buds. Uh, here's one that's, that's a little gross but still fascinating. Um, did you know that you produce like 40,000 liters of spit in your lifetime? Yeah. And then here it says to put it in another way. You create enough spit in your lifetime to fill up 500 bathtubs. Yeah. So think of a bathtub, 500 of those. Isn't that crazy? Uh, how about this one? The only muscle in your body that's consistently working, like, your entire life is your heart. Like, your heart just, like, never stops. It just goes. It just goes. Um, <clears throat> here's another one. The entire surface of your skin, so, right, so let's do this right here. Your entire surface of your skin is replaced every month. Every month, the surface of your skin is replaced, which means, and this is kind of funny, which means you have about a thousand different skins in your lifetime. Think about that. It's kind of crazy, huh? And then uh, here's the last one. <clears throat> this was really cool. I'm not going to have you raise your hands here, but if you live up to the age of 70, your heart will have beat around 2.5 billion times. So if you're around the 70 age in here today, that's pretty cool that your heart has literally beat anywhere around 2.5 billion times. That's what the B billion. And so there's so many more fun facts about the human body and anatomy and all that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> when we think about why am I even here, God is pretty intentional. God is very intentional with you. God is very intentional even with the details of how he created you, even if it is big ears because they never stop growing. And so when we think about God, why am I even here? Well, it's because God wanted you to be. Okay, And so the second thing we see in this passage is, is not only that God wanted us to be here, but another answer to why am I even here, well, it's because I'm here to bring praise to God. I'm here to bring praise to God. So again, you see Jesus, he, he's walking around, and, and he's walking around the villages to all the people again, and what is he doing? He's teaching and proclaiming and announcing, and he's healing. He's doing all of these things in the town. Whenever we see this, it has to remind us of the life of Jesus. Not only do we see it right here in this passage, but we see it in the life of Jesus that Jesus found his purpose and his meaning as well in announcing and in proclaiming the good news. Announcing and proclaiming the kingdom of God. Like Jesus is here and he's telling all of these people and he's stopping and telling as many people as, as he can saying salvation has come. And it's not just this, this physical salvation of like let me, let me heal your body. But the spiritual salvation of like let me heal your soul. Let, let me heal your heart. Like all of you guys are not just walking around hurt physically, but man, you are so hurt spiritually, like your heart is so hurt. You're walking around and you're not just wounded physically, but man, your heart is so wounded. Your, your mind is so wounded. They're walking around and he's saying, man, and he's seeing people saying, man, Jesus, I'm just so sick. Jesus, I, I'm just so sick and I can't get better. And Jesus is like, yeah, you're sick physically, but you're also sick spiritually. Like I see that sickness in you. And so Jesus, he's walking around looking at people saying, man, just look at me, trust in me, because I can provide the help, I can provide the healing. And my friends, like, we are like the same people. We're the same people. We're not just walking around wounded, like physically, but many of us are walking around wounded so spiritually and, and like internally. So many of us are not just sick physically, but we're, we're sick internally, spiritually. So many of us are, 
hurt and, and wounded by so many things. But yet we see Jesus walking around saying, man, I love you and I see you. And so Jesus finds his purpose in praising the Lord and praising him and, and bringing glory to himself. And that as we look at creation, as we look at ourselves, we should also find the meaning of our life and our purpose the same that as Jesus. That we should be walking around saying, I want to bring praise to God. And, and here's what's interesting. Just by sitting here, we bring praise to God. Just by the rock sitting there, they bring praise to God. But you know what's interesting about human beings? Human beings can do it very intentionally. Like human beings are, are these created beings that we can intentionally bring praise to God. Like we have these souls that can be saved. We have these mouths that can proclaim the goodness of God. And, you know, whether it's a believer or non-believer in the room right now, you might be saying, Misael, and you might cross your arms, you might say, Misael, that's kind of lame. Like, why, why would the answer to the question of why am I even here be to bring praise to God? Misael, that's so lame. Like, that's not even cool. Like, why can't, be, why can't the reason be, you know, I'm here so I can make tons of money, or I'm here so I can have, like, a lot of kids, or I'm here so I can just sleep all the time. You know, I just love to sleep all the time, or... Misael, why can't I be on earth to be super famous? Or Misael, why can't I be on earth so I can work all the time until I can't? Misael, why can't I be on earth just so I can fall in love? Why can't I not just do that? Well, you see, we're created for a much greater purpose than that. Because all those things I just mentioned, let's be honest, they bring anxiety. <laughs> they bring worry. They bring so much hurt. And at the end of the day, when we're done on this earth, those things stay here. Those things end. Those things don't go with us because there is a reality of a life after death. And so what I would say is some of those things I just listed are lame because we are created with a greater purpose, a greater purpose than all of that, and a greater purpose that we should strive for, and that's to glorify the God and the maker and the creator who created us because he deserves all of our thank yous, all of our Lord, this is yours. And, and Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 reminds us of that. And, and another verse I just want you to write down if you're taking notes. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. It reminds us that there's only, there's only a couple things that we can take to us uh, after, after this life. And Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 talks about how God has set eternity in the hearts of all humans. He has set eternity in all of their hearts. And so the only thing we can take with us after this life is the Lord and ourselves and those people who we share the gospel with. And so we are made to know God but also to enjoy him. And I just want you to just think of that perspective as you live. Like if we think about the perspective that I, that I am here to bring praise to God, that just changes everything. I think most of you know, know a little bit of my story and a little bit of my testimony and how really my testimony starts before I was even born. Uh, like my mom, she got pregnant with me at 16. And technically I should have been born dead or deformed. Um, and so I'll tell that story another day, but that's the long story short. 
um, that I should have been born dead or deformed. And so as I just think about that perspective and as I think about I am here to bring praise and glory to the God who saved me physically and spiritually, that just changes everything because I want you to think a little bit about what I said last Sunday. Uh, And it was very briefly, so maybe you don't remember, but I said something along the lines of, I just want you to remember that you were born into this world with nothing except for what God has given you. Like you were literally born in this world with literally zero except for what God has given you. And, And that's for all of us. And so God has been so intentional with us. He's been so intentional to set the example of how to find purpose and giving praise to God. And so we should do the same. And so which one of the questions I have for you is, and I'm going to be very, very specific here. How are you and how are we very intentionally praising God? How are we intentionally giving praise to him? How are we intentionally giving thanks to him and glory to him and and obeying him? Because he is the maker and the savior of every fiber of our being. Every fiber of our being. And so we can walk around and, and, and be, you know, crowned with glory, cool. But man, how are we intentionally giving praise to God? How are we intentionally doing that? Because the ultimate purpose of, of humanity, as we've talked about, as we've seen, the ultimate purpose of humanity is to very intentionally give praise to God. Like give praise to him very intentionally. And also to enjoy God for eternity. So glorify him intentionally and enjoy him for eternity. And we can glorify God by obeying him, by, by fearing him in a healthy way. By keeping our eyes on the word, keeping our eyes on the future home, striving to know him because he wants to know us and we should know him. Enjoying, to, enjoying a, a life that is, that is following him with purpose and trying to experience his true and everlasting joy. Like, like this is what it means to live an abundant life with God and how we can answer that question of why am I even here? Well, man, God wanted you to be here. And also, you're here to bring praise and glory to God. And so what's the last thing? So again, we read this passage, and, and we see Jesus walking through the towns, the villages, and teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. But then verse 36 reminds us again that when Jesus saw the crowds, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And so the third thing that we see to kind of answer this question of why am I here? Well, I'm here for the abundant life in Christ. I am here for the abundant life in Christ. Again, Jesus was walking around and he sees these people and he sees them and he's like, guys, man, like just look at me, like believe in me, like, there's just so much hurt, like I'm the only one who can heal and help. And so again, he's walking through saying all of that. And I just want to remind you of Jesus' words in John 10, 10. And this is another scripture that would just be amazing for you to write down. John 10, 10. John 10, 10 says this. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. You see, 
if we're trying to ask the question of why am I even here, maybe part of that question is what's my purpose? What's the meaning of life? Like, how can I really be completely satisfied in life? I'm gonna say something that, that, that maybe you haven't thought of or, or maybe that it seems a little bit uncomfortable, but um, it's just the truth. Without Jesus, did you know that we are incomplete human beings? Like without Jesus, we are not full. We are not satisfied. We are not 100% human. And the reason I say that is because it's not until we have Jesus, it's not until we have a relationship with God, like we did in Genesis chapter one, that we are complete. It's not until we are in relationship with our Father, relationship with our Creator, relationship with the one who made us, that we are complete human beings because God has us here because he wanted us to be here. God has us here because he wants to enjoy our relationship with him. God wants us here because we bring praise to him so intentionally. And so as these human beings, we have to remember that God created us to have fellowship with him, a relationship with him. And because of sin, because of our longing to want to be our own gods, and that fellowship is broken. And so whether you're a non-believer or a believer in the room, I just want to remind you of the grace of God and how we men need to realize that we are sinners and realize that we just want to do evil rather than pursue God. And so we need to recognize that and say, God, man, I'm broken, I'm wounded, I'm sick. Spiritually, I need you to heal me, I need you to help me. I can't do it on my own. And that's exactly why Jesus was walking around here in Matthew 9, 35 and 36, because he knew these people couldn't heal themselves, couldn't fix themselves. And that's for us. And then I wanna just take it a step further, especially for my believers in the room. For my, for my believers in the room, I just want to remind you of Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. And I just want to remind you that if we are not following in the footsteps of Jesus, of sharing the good news, we are being disobedient and we're sinning. And then I'm gonna take it another step further. If we are not following in the footsteps of Jesus, and if we're not discipling people and teaching them everything that Jesus has commanded, we're being disobedient and we're sinning. And so I just want to remind you of that as, as believers as well. Like let's be people who actually follow the word, obey the Lord and say, Lord, I, I wanna stop being disobedient. I wanna stop sinning. Lord, because you have me here on earth, you have me here alive for a purpose that's way greater than just myself. That's way greater than just my own. That's way greater than just me. And so let's live like it. And so what I wanna do is, is I just wanna end by praying for you and praying for us in this time. So let's go ahead and pray. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm not the only one who has had that question of why in the world am I even here? So Lord, I pray that this morning, someone who's had that same question has been able to just see your word in Matthew 9, 35 and 36 and, and has just seen how intentional you were at being present with your creation, at teaching your creation 
and also challenging your creation, Lord, to proclaim your good news. God, we came into this world with nothing except for what you have given us. And so, Lord, we literally owe you everything. We owe it all to you. God, we are the ones who should be on our knees saying, Lord, here, take it all. We should be the ones who try to glorify you intentionally in every aspect of our life. But God, thank you so much for the hope that we have in Jesus. Thank you so much for how we can find purpose and a life that is so abundant and full in Christ because we are made new creations whenever we put our faith and trust in Jesus. God, thank you for the great reminders in your word. Thank you for the great reminders of how we don't have to wonder who we are and why we're here and, and what we're supposed to do. So Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here who is just so confused about what to do in life, someone who maybe feels lost, someone who feels as if they don't know what their next step is, Lord, I pray that they would remember that they have a shepherd who wants to guide them. They have a shepherd who wants to show them that no matter what stage of life they're in, they still have purpose, they still have meaning because that's found in you and you alone. So I pray all of this in Jesus' name, amen.